welcome to Literary Lark, the show that examines trends in indie publishing, fiction, and anything related to books. Welcome to Literary Lark. I'm your host, Daniel Adorno, and I'm so glad to be here with you today and uh, glad you're tuning in. It's been quite a bit since I uh, had one of these uh, go on, two weeks to be exact. I had a little hiatus because uh, I'm sick, and you might even hear a little bit of that in my voice. Uh, also, there's just been a, just spending a lot of time writing, trying to get out my next novel, so uh, I apologize for uh, quite a bit of time between episodes here, but uh, today we have a great topic, uh, two topics actually. Uh, I'm going to be looking into uh, how to edit your book and uh, the appeal of novellas, which uh, I'll get into later on in the episode, Uh, but first I want to talk about a few things that are going on that I'm really excited about. First of all, I have a new ebook out. It is a, a short story, uh, about six, seven thousand words, and it's available on Amazon, Kobo, Barnes Noble, uh, Google Play, and just about any place you would find an ebook online. And the title of the book is called Carpe Tempus, and it's basically a story about a uh, young adult who is uh, very disillusioned with his life and wants to wishes things were better. Uh, he's kind of getting bullied at school and just facing a lot of uh, the common things that uh, young kids face and um, mostly nerds. You know, I kind of grew up in that, so I uh, I have something to add there. But it's a great story. I think you'll enjoy it, and it's totally free. So just uh, head on over to. One of your uh, favorite uh, ebook providers, and uh, just look for Carpe Tempus. Uh, and besides that, the other exciting thing I want to share is that the Blade Air is going to be uh, on sale for $1.99 on all the major channels. Um, this will start uh, March 2nd, so uh, next that'll be next Monday, you'll be able to see the Blade Air on sale, and uh, hopefully it'll be a good opportunity for you to pick up that book. So, let's get right into it, shall we? Editing your book. The last few episodes we've been looking at the first steps you need to take to really get uh, into that publishing mode, and last time I spoke with you, we talked about the three publishing paths, and which one would be the best fit for you. So, if you're still listening, and you are definitely interested in self-publishing, then we're going to go, I'm going to lead you uh, through that, through the, basically the peaks and valleys of that path and that decision. Uh, If you're more of a traditional publishing mindset, if that's where you want to go, then that's awesome. I can't really provide any more value there because that's not uh, where where I'm at. But Regarding, you know, I'm sure you'll still get something out of what I have to say, of course, because 
a lot to do with uh, a lot of what this has to do regarding editing will be helpful to you, even if you're pursuing that traditional publishing path. But if you're going on the independent path and you've got a manuscript all ready to go, you have done the research and you think this is you know where you want to be, the you know taking the independent route, then. The first thing you should really be looking into is editing. Editing is huge. Um, you want to put out a work that is, well, very polished, very professional, and editing definitely gives you uh, that professional, polished manuscript uh, book that will be available for people to purchase. And, you know, when people, when you're on Amazon and you look at the first. Uh, the first look or the the sample of a book and you you read it you know typos grammatical errors anything that is just wonky as far as uh the plot or uh, in those first few pages will definitely stick out to a reader and you want to put out put your best foot forward in that regard and finding professional editing um uh, is is or Hiring out professional editors is the way to do that. So let's talk a little bit about that. What are your options and uh, for pro professional editing? So you've got your traditional editors that uh, are available, and you can you know do a Google search and find plenty of people. Um, obviously, I think it's best for you to look for someone that uh, can give you a reference to an editor and someone that will do a good job because uh, you know editors. They range from how how well they you know whether they're just starting out or if they're they've been in the business for a while. So you kind of have to be smart about who to pick. But there's you know a traditional editor will offer usually three types of services. So you have proofreading, copy editing, and developmental editing. Uh, usually they'll provide this in a package, you know, a package deal, a developmental edit usually includes proofreading, copy editing. Uh, so if you don't, if you're not familiar with any of this, let me just break it down. Proofreading is just as the title suggests. It's your basic going through your manuscript, reading, looking for typos, comma splices, kind of the basic stuff. There isn't really uh, any deep nitty gritty type editing. Copy editing is sort of in the middle. You're looking at uh, sentence structure, um, any kind of just uh, con- continuity errors, uh, things of that nature that are a little more, you know, a um, little higher on the scale of things that are not good to have. But if you really want some someone to overhaul your story or they see inherent problems in just how te- the character development story arcs are going, then a developmental edit is where is what you would look for. If you, um, I always kind of feel that if you need a developmental edit, then I think that you, you really should kind of go back to the drawing board and evaluate whether your writing is up to snuff. Uh, because a developmental edit, uh, at least from what I understand it, is, is kind of a big deal. There's a lot of uh, shifting and a lot of things going around that the editor will suggest. So usually... In the past, I've only gone with the copy edit. I feel that that's substantial. And at this point in my writing, I kind of feel confident in how I can put stories together and character development 
uh, not usually needing a, a big overhaul, but you might find it valuable and uh, just be aware that each of these, you know, comes with a price. Uh, the, co- the proofreading obviously is going to be the cheapest, the developmental edit will be much more, and usually how it works for pricing, at least how I've seen most editors operate, is that it's a pay-by-word. So you're looking at you know 0.017 cents per word, and you you know it sounds really cheap. But then when you have some, if you have got like a massive hundred thousand word manuscript, it's going to go up there in price. You're looking at you know six hundred, seven hundred dollars. So editing is is not cheap. Uh, it's probably going to be the highest cost service that you pay for for independent publishing, but it's also the most crucial. Um, besides a cover, having a very polished, professional manuscript um, is is huge. It's going to get you that credibility from your readers that you are a professional, that you know what you're doing, and um, that you're not messing around because nobody likes to have all kinds of grammatical errors and typos and that really basic stuff littering their uh, their entire book. So... It can get pricey um, for longer works, like I said, but it's definitely worth the cost. Um, I, I'm going to just kind of name drop here and say who I used as an editor. Uh, Holly Bowl, uh, B-O-H-L is how you spell her last name. If you look her up on uh, Google, uh, and she's got a site too, hollybowlediting.com. Uh, and I'll, I'll provide links because I might be saying the wrong thing and that might not be her link. But I'll provide some links in the show notes for you guys. But Holly Bull, uh, she edited my uh, manuscript for the Blade Air, and she did an amazing job. She uh, has been in the copy editing business for quite a few years, and she actually provides some of the best rates. She actually just has a flat fee, which is kind of uncommon. Uh, usually you will see a pay-by-word uh, editing um, pricing plan, but with her, I think it was, it was $200 for an 80000 word manuscript you know so that's really good that usually would run maybe double that uh, or more so she did an amazing job and i totally recommend her definitely going with her for my next books so um but then if you you know if that's still too much high in the price range and you know when you're looking at starting out for the first time bringing out your first book and maybe you're kind of on a um you're kind of strapped for money and don't want to spend too much because there's always the statistics regarding how successful your first book's going to be. You know, if you're first-time author out of the gate, you're, it's going to be tough. You know, there's all kinds of things going on with marketing and and having a fan base and uh, a readership. Um, all that stuff is not going to be in place. So it's essential, I think, to again put your best foot forward. But what happens if you just don't have that kind of money hanging around. You know, $400 is a lot of money. And, you know, when you factor in cover art and formatting your book, which we'll get into probably in a later episode, uh, there's there's all these costs. So some of the other ways that you can save some money and still get, a, you know, a decent uh, uh, edit is uh, some editing programs that are available online. There's... Um, one of the programs that I recently ran into that seems like I'm, I'm going to kind of give this a try actually for uh, one of the novellas I'm working on right now. It's uh, this is Pro Writing Aid. 
uh, com, and they have just uh, basically the program works like this. You go on their website, you subscribe. It's an annual subscription. It's $35 per year to use this program. But I believe there are some, uh, there's like a free sign-up um, program where you, you, you get most of the features of the program, but not all. So for 35 bucks, if you want the whole package, you're able to basically copy-paste your manuscript into this website. And it will give you all kinds of, it'll just shoot back all these errors and things that need fixing. Uh, it'll look at your grammar. It'll, it's, it's sort of like, you know, the little green squiggly line on Microsoft Word, but, you know, on steroids. It's totally a much better editor than anything I've seen. And it will, um, it will just go through your entire manuscript. Everything that you copy and paste onto the website will show you, you know, what things need to be fixed, what words have been used too many times, um, you know, to look at comma splices, all this stuff. So it's as good um, as, you know, an editor will be. Uh, there's probably, you know, there's still the human element. There's going to be things that a program might not catch. But uh, there's this article that I will also be posting on the show notes where an, an author looked, uh, kind of compared the Pro Writing Aid website with, um, not compared, but took one of Stephen King's, just an excerpt from Stephen King's books, and put it into Pro Writing Aid to kind of see, you know, is this thing up to snuff? And the result was that there was like two errors. So it was definitely uh, recognizing the writing ability of Stephen King. And, you know, she put a few more, um, this author put a few more, excerpts in there some other authors and i can't remember off the top of my head but um i'll post that link in the show notes so you can kind of take a look at uh how these programs really work and they're really uh they're really quite smart intelligent uh intelligently designed programs so if that is an option for you that is uh, much cheaper than having to go with uh, your traditional editor um some of the other ones that i've seen out there besides pro writing aid is auto editor and Grammarly. I've never looked at Auto Editor or Grammarly, so, um, but I, I imagine it's about the same. I think well, I think Auto Editor is a little more than Pro, Pro Writing Aid, and I've kind of heard some back and forth about which one's better. But they kind of offer the same thing, where you you know you pay uh, either a subscription or just a one-time payment, and you're able to use these programs, and they'll give you some feedback on your manuscript. Uh, what errors need to be, what needs to be polished, what needs to um, be fixed so that your story is, is just that much better, just much more polished than what you would want it to be if you're just putting it out there and you've only done uh, one one look through yourself. And that's that's kind of my next point. I would say that you never want to get a, a book out that has not been edited. I would highly, highly just recommend you do not do that. It's it's never good to just edit it yourself. You're going to miss stuff. Um, I, I've read about two or three articles on this where there's kind of this syndrome that we writers have where when we're editing in Word or in Scrivener uh, or on a computer or a laptop, you're, you're going to miss things. Because when you go in into your manuscript and you start editing things around, um, you kind of 
you get used to how it used to read the first time on your first draft and you you miss things you completely just kind of blank out and one of the ways to counteract that that i've heard about is is printing out your manuscript and looking at it not on a computer screen because there's something about a computer screen that just messes with your eyes and your brain i guess and you're you miss things uh constantly so but even still i would say get a second set of eyes on your manuscript get someone else to look at it to at least proofread it if you have people that have um volunteered to be beta editors or if you paid someone to be a beta beta editor that's another uh, sorry a beta reader then that's another way to get a second set of eyes get somebody to proofread and i think it will be that much better for you if you have that in place because editing it yourself it's it's going to be very noticeable to a reader you put that up it's just going to scream self-published and that's not what you want when you have a a book published independently you really don't want all those red flags for a reader because your sales will reflect that there won't be you know people that are going to be wowed by you know by your prose when it's full of errors um so do your best to find either a traditional editor that can do the work and that you can pay them for that work um or an editing program uh, and I'll I'll probably have a review of uh, Pro Writing Aid when I use it because I'm really interested in that um, one of the things that that's tough for independent authors is when you're trying to pump out books you know maybe even just short ones I'm I'm kind of in the place right now where I want to have my main big books if you will the large word count books like uh the blade air to be professionally edited and you know by by somebody like Holly Bowl uh, but there's also these novellas I want to work on kind of little spin-offs or, or shorter works where you know it's going to get pricey after a while to have maybe 3 of these out a year and to drop down 2 300 maybe even 400 dollars on these um all together um 3 times a year so Something like Pro Writing Aid is definitely up my alley. I would totally look into that, and I think, you know, I'm not going to persuade anybody not to look into those options. But anything, what I will persuade you is look into anything that will give you a polished manuscript, any kind of editing program, or um, someone who is in editing. And one thing I've got to mention is to look for, you know, experienced editors and people you can trust if you don't have a reference. Try to look up some. There are some editing guilds available online. Um, I think there's a there's an organization. I forget the name now. This might be something I'll put on the show notes too. Uh, that uh, is it's just a guild of editors. Uh, I think there's one that uh, either by state or by country. I'm not sure, but it, it's kind of a, a database of all the editors and their price ranges and experience levels and that would be a good resource i believe for people that are just starting out looking for an editor and want somebody that is experienced and you know not new at this um so i'll look for that link and get that on the show notes okay so moving on from editing transitioning over to the other piece of this podcast i want to talk about novellas so currently i'm working on a novella it's a post-apocalyptic 
science fiction novella that I'm hoping to get out before April, and you'll kind of know if I do or not on the podcast. But last week, there was uh, this kind of big hubbub in the uh, indie publishing uh, circles uh, dealing with uh, Tor.com. Tor, um, Tor Fantasy is, is like one of the bigger traditional uh, fantasy uh, publishers out there. That's kind of, I mean, fa- fantasy and science fiction is what they, um, that's their bread and butter. So they had this article, or maybe not so much an article, but just kind of this proclamation that they were now going to start accepting novellas. Uh, and that's a big thing. Um, I think it's, um, I think it's huge because of the fact that typically when you walk into a bookstore, novellas are not usually kind of the, um, they're just not as popular (laughs) as some of the, the novels that you see out there. And the reason is, is because of their length. Uh, novellas typically you're talking, you're looking at 17,000, words to 40,000 words in length and that you know usually will amount to I don't know about 150 200 pages maybe less than that and you know there think of like back in this back in the 60s and way before I think I think traditionally novellas were what people what authors kind of published I mean that was that was the main f- format for books if you think of any of the big uh, literary classics, they're not very big. They're not, you know, tomes like, uh, you know, Game of Thrones or any of these new books now that are just huge. Novellas were the way to to publish. They were um, very popular, uh, you know, kind of a nice size. And uh, But the publishing companies, traditional publishing companies, they started making novels, bigger works, uh, more essential to, uh, well, it was to save money. Um, there's And there's all kinds of history about that. But I think around 80s, maybe back in the 70s, up until now, they were, they were just replaced. Novellas were replaced by longer works because of the, you know, the, pa- the amount of pages and printing them was just cheaper for traditional publish- publishers. But I digress. The no, the novella format has been um, very popular in indie publishing. It's because of the fact that it's it's shorter and you're able to pu- you kind of turn it around quicker from writing time to editing to publishing. Uh, it's it's better overall for someone that's just starting out. And Derek Murphy, who is um, just a big name in indie circles, he's uh, he's a very good uh, cover artist. Uh, for independent publishers and independent authors. He has a website, creativeindie.com. He has talked about this extensively, just how he believes that writers, uh, authors, should um, should only write short books when they first start out. And that's t- to build this momentum, to, you know, you're, his his thinking, and I don't disagree with it, is that if you're starting out, you're not going to have an amazing, awesome Book. Your first book is not going to be super awesome. That's usually not how it goes. It's usually going to, with each book that you release, it'll get better and better and better. Um, and so his thinking is you should release short works because you can get more of them out in a smaller amount of time. So you don't have years and years between books to build up your base, to build your platform, and to get better 
at the craft of writing novels. So he is very much a believer in, in the novella format and using that to your advantage. And I'm kind of, I'm with him on that. And that's why I'm working on novella right now. And I don't think I'll exclusively work on novellas because I do like longer works. And even now my current novella is about 31,000 words. So I might, and I'm not, I have probably a few more thousand to go, and I I might break through the novella format, and it might actually become a novel, which is kind of a bummer, but kind of not. However, I think that it's very good to have that be your aim uh, with regard to indie publishing, is look to write shorter works and uh, get things out quicker. I mean, you can pump out a novella series a lot faster than probably a novel series, um, and I think it, it would be much more, I think indie authors are, it's much more beneficial in, in the long run and maybe just starting out. So, uh, Derek Murphy is the one, I have to give him credit for that kind of outlook and I'll, I'll put a link to his website as well to creative indie. Uh, he has a lot of great articles on that site. Um, not just about novellas, but all kinds of stuff from cover art to publishing and editing. So, and there's also a, a kind of, uh, Every every podcast, I'm kind of going to make this a routine where I want to share not just what I've been learning, but also maybe some a new a book I've come across that isn't just something I've written, but some you know some I want to kind of plug other authors here. And there's um, this book uh, that I want to put out on the show notes, and uh, I've been not a good podcast host in this regard. I did not write down <laughs> the name of the book, but um, it will be on the show notes, and it's. Uh, it's basically how to write a nine day a novel in nine days, and I don't know if that's the exact title, but I will have a link on the show notes. And I thought this was an interesting concept to pump out a book in nine days. That's pretty crazy. Thirty days was enough for me with the blade air, so nine days is a huge stretch. Um, but I think for as we're on the subject of novellas, it might be a really great resource for some of you to look into this. So I'll have a link for that book uh, on the show notes. But I'm going to wrap this up. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope that uh, you got something out of it. I hope that uh, some of the stuff on editing we talked about will help you if you didn't know a, a lot of that stuff before. And I just want to let you know that you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and pretty much all the big social media places. Um, and you can also contact me if you have any questions about the show, anything just burning on your mind, um, either about indie publishing or books, whatever it is. Uh, you can find me at danieladorno.com. Go into the contact link and uh, send me whatever uh, whatever's on your mind. Um, and uh, if you want to support this podcast, then please buy my books. The Blade Air is available on Amazon, and Carpe Tempest is also available on Amazon and all the big ebook uh, retailers online. So thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. 